This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with David Horrigan, an analyst and counsel at 451 Research, a New York-based global analyst research firm. David covers law and technology, has served as a staff reporter and assistant editor at the National Law Journal, and is a contributing writer at Law Technology News. Hi, David. How are you? Great, Ari. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much. So I see that you're moderating a panel at a seminar that Ubik Inc. is hosting about conducting legal business in Japan and the rest of Asia called Law, Technology, and Asia, What Lawyers and Their Clients Need to Know. Tell us about that panel and and the information that lawyers and, and their clients can learn from it. Absolutely, Ari, and thanks for having me. You know, when this panel was formulated, one of the things that we really wanted to bring out was the fact that Law is one issue, technology is one issue, and they combine, and the Asian market has very specific requirements. There's been a lot of discussion as business in Asia has grown about legal issues in Asia, but this panel is dealing specifically with how you handle legal issues in a technology sense, and specifically with e-discovery. Who are the panelists? You know, I think we've got a really good cross-section of panelists who will bring the various perspectives that we need to discuss in uh, talking about this issue. Uh, We've got Patrick Burke, who is a longtime e-discovery expert and a lawyer with the Reed Smith Law Firm. We have Norataka Kumamoto, who is a lawyer with Simpson Thatcher. He is, of course, with an American law firm, but based in Japan, giving that perspective. Uh, We also have Paul Starrett, who is the Chief Global Risk Officer for Ubik North America. The perspectives that we're trying to have here are the American lawyer, the lawyer who is with an American law firm based in Japan, the e-discovery vendor, and then, of course, at the end of the day, the client. And all of them will get together to give the various perspectives on, as the panel is entitled, Law Technology in Asia. What special challenges are there for lawyers and their clients with e-discovery in Asia? You know, at first glance, people always think, well, you know, there's a language barrier. And that's true, but it goes far deeper, and it's not really an Asia-specific issue. Even with the United States and Europe, there are many data privacy laws, global e-discovery issues that really impact doing e-discovery internationally. And uh, the same is true in Asia. There are different laws. Uh, For instance, Hong Kong has the common law tradition that uh, the United States and the UK have, but there are many civil law jurisdictions, and e-discovery is handled differently in these jurisdictions. Uh, In addition, there are cultural issues. Uh, The United States tends to have a no-holes-barred fishing expedition sort of e-discovery tradition, and I don't say fishing expedition in a pejorative way because the idea in the U.S. is that everyone's got a right to access this information. However, in other nations, Europe, South America, I shouldn't say nations, in other parts of the world, Europe, South America, Asia as well, privacy is seen a little bit differently from a cultural standpoint. The technology has to come into play when you realize that it's much more than just a technology issue. There are the ways that information is handled differently in different areas. So by giving these different perspectives, a U.S. lawyer, lawyers based overseas, and of course the client, bringing in the vendor as well to discuss how all these different actors operate uh, is going to really help us analyze this issue of e-discovery in Asia. 
And why is the evaluation and the use of certain software, certain services so important in the Asia market? You get the combination of all of these issues because, number one, there's the language issue, and software has got to have certain attributes to work well. The services component is really key because when you're looking at the data, it's much more than just reading documents or seeing the metadata. Metadata is handled differently. We've gotten to the point in the United States where almost everything is electronic, and that's the way in many parts of the world, in Asia as well. However, there are certain countries that have a lot more paper than others. And someone on the ground with the knowledge of not just the law and the technology, but the culture is really helpful in analyzing the software and the services issue because at the end of the day, they're always intertwined. Now, you've mentioned variations in language and distinctions in culture, but is e-discovery that much different in Asia than it is in the United States? You know, I hate to sound as though I'm flip-flopping, but it is and it isn't. The software at the end of the day, is still the same. In other parts of the world, you've got to have different languages as well. In the United States, many, many document reviews are done with a whole host of languages. So in essence, the software itself, a lot of times, doesn't really differ that much. During the panel discussion, we'll get into Unicode issues and that sort of thing. Um, and then the services, once again, there are many similarities. But you've still got the paper versus electronic issue, uh, kanji keyboards, for instance. So uh, in many ways, when you look from a broad perspective, it's the same process of e-discovery, whether you're doing linear review, using technology-assisted review. But there are just key differences that uh, make it different enough where I think this panel is going to be really helpful. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with David Horrigan, an analyst and counsel at 451 Research, a New York-based global analyst research firm who is moderating a panel at a seminar that Ubik Inc. is hosting about conducting legal business in Japan and the rest of Asia. David, it's really great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Ari.